0: Morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacks' Furnace with me, Robert. Wait. Man, like Mo, out here, yeah? Full furnace. Full
1: furnace.
0: Back. And you know what? Before we start, I think there's something I need to explain because you guys have not actually just not figured it out yet. So I'm going to explain it, right? There's a reason why I am the best half of the podcast, right? Listen, 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 listen. because. <sighs> Your third plus your third plus my half equals one and a bit, right? <laughs> Which means okay. that when we are all together, we are overflowing with greatness. So you guys fill it like uh, up to like two thirds. I come in with mine and then equals the overflow. Which is why when one of us is not here, it's not as effective because the overflow hasn't been initiated yet. Wait, hold on i plus. <laughs> yeah, even when it's just two of us with me as one of the two, it's still not enough to cause the overflow. We all need to be there. But I'm the most important. How much part is of it?
1: It's <laughs> <is laughs> about 80%. 83%. You see those those equal signs that are the squeaky lines, approximation.
0: Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me figure this out. Because half is the same as... So you're right,
2: 83%. Three. About 83%.
0: Yeah. I said like yeah, it's
2: 33. 3.3. Yeah,
0: it's 5.6. It's 5.6.
1: 5.6. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Cool. 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 Nonsensical. 83%.
0: Nonsensical. 83.33%. Cool. Yeah. All right. I think Moses in hot seat this week since he's been away for like oh, 200 yeah. years.
2: Mm. Yeah, okay yeah, cool can it. i go first about. Go, go for it, it peter Bob, yeah, you're eager boy <laughs> i don't know if you've asked this before um, but mom do angels have free will
1: oh that's a good question that's a very good question so cuz you
2: turned off your camera
1: facts <laughs> now i'm trying to relocate because the lighting being backlit is really irritating me <clears throat> but now i'm gonna be i'm not gonna have pause don't do that please uh right, we can work with this <clears throat> do angels have free will i will have to say yes um I would have to say yes, um, and the reason I'm saying yes is that Lucifer was able to to run his thing. I was actually listening to Ezekiel yesterday, and then as much as there was a passage I was speaking about Israel, I know that there's a parallel to to Lucifer in that his position with God, and then he became um, inflated and prideful about that position and wanting to take over and overstep that position, which then led him to fall. Um, and they had drawn a parallel to Israel. Ezekiel had drawn a parallel to, Oh, no, there was a prophecy which drew a parallel to Israel, which is wild. God actually equated your entire nation to Lucifer. Like that's mad, mm. but I would I would have to say yes. Um, I I got a final question. Let let me let me just let him finish Jeez, Our foil's I thought finished. No no no, I think pants, I you think don't. that mad. Um, man, like, so what, what, what are you saying? What you saying? "Keep your panties on." Yeah, he said, "Keep your panties on," and then he drank water to be like, "Yeah, I said it."
0: Um. <laughs> 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 the funny thing is, you know, people wearing these glasses in particular it looks like, looks the most feminine out of all of us.
2: We're wearing these glasses.
0: Yeah, they're very, they're very camp glasses.
1: <laughs> if you I mean are you hurt?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm thinking just, I'm just of my, my observation. <laughs> you have kept the observation in until this very moment. And he said panties instead of knickers. That's that's also... <laughs> such a <lot>. Just saying.
1: <laughs> <your> head, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <coughs> going back to my question, I think free will, in as much as yes, is free will, the um, practicalities of it play out slightly differently because they're in the presence of God. Um... So it's like when when we when we are finally in God's presence fully, we will be convicted of our nothingness and his holiness. Mm-hmm. And if we continue to choose to go against him, I feel like that holds more weight than in the position we're in now where there's there's that the due to the fallen nature there is almost this um decent um being um what's it desensitized to his holiness but when we're face to face with him we're face to face with the fullness of his majesty and then to be like i still don't want you like fam you deserve hell like it, it is that mm. um And so I feel the weight of their disobedience far outweighs the weight of humanity's disobedience in that they were in his presence. But I know that proximity-wise, God made humans more akin to him than I believe he made angels. Um, Because we're made in his image, we're image bearers. And so there's that weight there of us denying him because we're image bearers, there is that weight of it there. Um, But yeah, I think, and and again, doubling that up is when Adam and Eve denied him, there was a hefty weight there because of that proximity, because they had heard directly from God, because of these things. But it's almost like as time went on, then other nations were being destroyed and blah, blah, blah. But their sentence almost wasn't, as hefty as adam and eve now yeah there's in, there's different stuff that i can add to it i can tease out a bit more but i realize i'm thinking out loud and so my statements and thoughts aren't necessarily cohesive um robert if you wanted to
0: add to that. oh um i think you partially touched the question i was going to ask follow-up question i was going to okay. ask but um so if angels do have free will
2: mm.
0: When they are in the presence of God, do they have the ability to not just worship Him absolutely and fully all the time?
1: Yeah, I, I do believe so. Um, because they've got they've got some level of um, free will, but again, I believe.
0: Um, but then, doesn't God's holiness like, overwrite their free will? no not overwrite, but is on another level. So even though you've got free will, God's holiness means that being there means that whatever your free will is you still have to say holy 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 in his presence
1: and and that's why i said i believe their disobedience was so offensive or held that much weight because they're in god's presence and they they they're in front of of him and like the fullness of his majesty and his holiness is being perceived by them for them to then turn around and say actually i don't want to worship you i want to worship myself is is a real slap in the face. So I still believe that if for Lucifer and a third of the angels to be able to deny God and turn away means that there is some sort of autonomy there. Um, But I do believe that because of that proximity, physical proximity, it means that it's, yeah, like the weight of that is hefty. Um, mm. is hefty, but different from ours because we're made in His image, but we have become decent. Um, i keep forgetting the word. Desensitized. Though. Desensitized to him by virtue of being born in sin and being depraved and broken and stuff. We have an awareness of there being some greater being, but we don't have that connectivity to him outside of Jesus. Um, and us being called, like, dead in sin and stuff. And so, yes, as image bearers, us denying him holds a certain level of weight. But in his presence, to be in his presence and still deny him, even, I think it was Paul, who says, for those who have tasted grace and have sampled of, of Jesus, to then deny him is almost crucifying him again. Jeez. And so mm-hmm. there's, this, there's this weight of... Um, Yeah, there's a weight to it to have tasted of who God is and then to deny him. And we've only tasted, but they were exposed fully. They were exposed to it. Like, Lucifer was the head worshiper. Like, bro, like, you were there. Like, his whole body had, like, musical instruments just doing its thing outside of him. Like, through him and that. You were created to worship. Like, yo, you were on, you were that guy. And then you were like, you know what? Bun you, I'm going to do me. So, yeah, I believe that, yeah, it's different. Um, but each are front to who God is by virtue of the positions that we hold. But there's slight nuance to each of them. Um, I'm happy for you, Robert. Also, now, P, are you happy with that answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like it.
0: Just. Oh. Just on that music thing, just quickly before I go to my question. So I, I, was, I was reading through the songs this morning, and you know how sometimes they give, you know, play to the tune of da-da-da-da-da. Do da, da, da. Mm. You, think, you think the songs would be more of a vibe if we knew the tunes that they were supposed to be playing along to? or? I
1: think you know, it well. would be a vibe, but I think, I, know. I think it would... It would very likely lead to... Um, People feeling like elites and stuff, like this sense of pride, this sense of um, us man are playing this the way that it's meant to be played. You man aren't. You know, I need to pattern up stuff like that. So even in terms of um, the original manuscripts and stuff like that, and us not having the original parchment that Paul wrote on or whatever. Because bro, I can almost guarantee you. If one church had the parchment that Paul wrote on, it's getting ransacked. <laughs> like they would need big boy security. It it would be a. <clears throat> I believe that that church would be targeted. Whatever the Vatican may try to bust, two two moves to 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 take the things away. Like there will be a lot of commotion around it because of the the weight that that. um, not even a weight, but just the the value of that relic. Um, and I believe that it will be it will be a similar thing. <clears throat> it will be a similar thing, but I don't I don't believe it's important. I don't believe it's important to actually have it. Um, simply because their music was of their culture, it was of that type and culture, and mm. so should we preserve that time and culture thinking if we don't then we're not close to god i don't believe so because i believe god is able and does work through every time and culture he has done and he's going to continue to do so um so yeah i believe it's a benefit that we don't have it
0: okay i think he wanted to add something.
1: I was going to say, I think that's overly pessimistic.
0: Um,
2: I see I see where you're coming from, even in the sense of our natural tendency to make idols of certain things. And definitely, you know, if there was any church that had the original manuscript, at the very least, that would be like in National Treasure 5, where they're going after that thing. You know, look at the, um, what do they call the, um, the Indiana Jones and the Golden... Monkey? Is it Golden? No, no, the...
1: It was the first one in Lost Temple. Yeah. No, it's, it's not was the Ark it Ark a of golden chalice. Uh, the Ark of I the Covenant. It was, like it was... a Harry thing.
0: No, yeah. it was
2: basically, it's one of these it things. Was one it was a, a cup of youth or whatever. Yeah. That you, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that and, yeah. Everyone's trying oh. to, I think it's either the cup that they offered Jesus whining or something. You know, like it, I can see us easily going down the route of making an idol out of it. However, I do think if you look at like sort of, even Ghanaian music and how mm. it's sort of changed. It still retained certain things because at the end of the day you're building on stuff, isn't it? So you look at the like, mm-hmm. original high life. And if you go to the villages and they're playing like the Abdullah music and stuff like that, you can, you can sort of glean yeah. what it originally was. So I think if you look at Hebrew music and the way they sing, I imagine that has, roots or that has elements of whatever the original sort of sound was and I don't think it's um Mm. I don't think it would be that I don't think it would be as much of a vibe because like you hear Hebrews sing now and it's like it can be fun Mm -hmm. it can be cool but it's also like eh, it doesn't have the same rhythm and stuff that sort of our culture would suggest um, it doesn't mean like it couldn't be a vibe it would
0: just be like a different vibe
1: yeah do you know what yeah yeah yeah. and and i i think i think my statement is also tainted with experience tainted through experience so i've had the traditional i say african because that was my experience this traditional african don that was proper like gospel rap is of the devil (laughs) (laughs)
2: like
1: he, he fully said gospel rap is of the devil because you don't hear of anything along those lines in the Bible, and I'm like, bro, they didn't have no 808s. They didn't have, they didn't have them things. But how how are they meant to have rap? Like how are they meant to rap. <laughs> yeah, but how are they meant to have the genre? Like, how, like what, what are you on? What, what are you on?
0: What and to be fair, to be fair, they also didn't have gospels. So is, is gospel the as well?
1: because mm. he's like we should be wearing like we should be doing the symbols and blah I'm just like alright cool wear sandals and cover yourself in a robe and just live your life <laughs> like that because obviously that's what you want to do yeah
2: better sure so that, that robe is a uh, single ingredient as well
1: that that was from that was a response from a particular experience um, where they had idolised um And I say idolized because I do believe that you can interpret correctly and you can misinterpret. And if you hold on to your misinterpretation of the Bible, then you lean more so to idolatry of what your interpretation is, as opposed to what God is revealing through his word. Um, And sometimes you can hold on to what God is revealing through his word without holding on to the heart of God. And so now it's knowledge puffs up, which is what you're holding on to, but love edifies, which is what you're missing out on. Um, so yeah,
0: you know, we we're singing at church. I worked this this week, I think it was a Maverick City song, and it was a bit of a mm. vibe. Um, mm. all things are possible, and i was singing yeah, it, was, NXT, it was good. Yeah, Maverick City is a vibe, it was great. I was, I was loving it, and then there was one line, there's something like, uh. they said that God, you're a man of your word. And I said, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's not right. God's not, how could God be a man of his word? God's not a man to have word. <laughs> and it, it just bought the whole song for me. I was like, I can't do this in church anymore. I, I can't.
1: That's interesting. I think we
0: need to relax so, to
2: some of these things. And I blame, no, no, I no. no
0: it's, 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 it's only because they were singing the song to Yahweh. They, they said Yahweh. And you can't say, yeah, well, you say Yahweh and then say, you are a man a of shadow. your word.
2: Yahweh also has wings like a bird. Yeah, but... Like, yeah, but Sometimes you can use no. some of these.
0: You can use some imagery, nah. man. But like, the father... If it, was, if it was to Jesus, cool. Jesus was... A, you, you could say, Jesus, you're a man of your word. Like, fair, fair. God, God was not a man that you shall <laughs> we have we a word. We <laughs> take the fun out of some of these
2: things, man. We take the, we nah. take the poetry out of some of these things sometimes.
1: I, I feel, I feel like I am... I am now listening into the reckless love conversation that I initiated a while ago. Yeah, yeah. this is what I'm saying. This is what
0: I'm saying.
1: <laughs> but what I have very, to say very, is, Christian. you
0: are a God of your word and now it been fine. I've, I've been to, 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 to church this Sunday. Mm. But can't I be saying that. God, you're a man of your word. <laughs> it even sounds blasphemous.
1: And you oh, know, I, I think, um, I, I don't, I can't remember where it is, but, A passage says, "God is not a man that he should lie." Mm. And so again, um, he's a God of his word. uh, God, when and when I think was Paul speaking about Abraham, was like when he was make when God was making a promise towards Abraham, there was no other that he could swear by, so he swore by himself. Um, And it was very much clear from the passage; it was like God swore by God's self. Um, and so there is that delineation But yeah I I get the sentiment I get the sentiment They're coming with um, But I, I see where you're coming from as well
0: yeah. I still do reckless I, love though
1: <laughs> and, and that's Yeah, like reckless love grates on me um, It grates on uh, me um, I, actually, I changed the what? word, I changed the words to relentless love Because I'm like <laughs> that, that makes more sense to me God's love is relentless
0: how do you feel about Sloppy Wet Kiss? Yeah. I don't know for that one,
2: you know? Wait, wait, wait. Did you see last time we sang it at church, the lyrics had been changed to Unforeseen Kiss.
0: Yeah, but then it's still got to say Sloppy Wet Kiss. Yeah, it's still not Sloppy you know? yeah,
2: Kiss. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um You guys are poets, man. It's, it's imagery sometimes. Relax. No, anyway, right, no, you've you not even answered the question. No, no, no. Bruv, you, nah. you, can't use,
0: you can't use that excuse because that's how we then come to the lion and the lamb will bow before the goat. That's that's the road that leads <laughs> down. The that's
1: a very good point. That is a very good point. Damn. And and yeah, and yeah, I bro, there was this dude lead and worship this dude leading this dude dude leading worship and in the middle of the set he goes i'm moist i'm moist for jesus (laughs) and then he goes i'm I'm wet for jesus he was singing he was singing um rain down or something like that um Open the flood, gates of heaven. Gates of
0: heaven, let that, yeah, that context just... That context
2: changes things. That context <laughs>
0: nah,
1: things. No. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't.
0: A <laughs> man should <laughs> never be voiced. <laughs> Bro, the like, imagine if it was a woman that, that sang it. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, I'm moist for you. Do you know how <laughs> wild <Well>, that is? <laughs> <laughs> that would be mad. And if, and if that would
1: be easier, mad. The way I saw this was through Kevin on Stages of YouTube. So that already just ruined the whole context. Because he's like, huh? You're moist <laughs> The guy's on the mic talking about, yeah, I'm moist. I'm moist. I'm just like, bro, nah, you don't do stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah, like the imagery,
0: yeah, it's just... Yeah. Not you know, before. I don't even like when people say that Jesus was hung on a tree because... Yeah, the cross wood came from a tree, but it's not a tree that he was hung on.
2: I think that's a reference to the prophecy before, though. I think some versions in Isaiah Ezekiel say he was... Th- talk about the abomination... Not the abomination, but the, the one hung on the tree. I think that's a reference to that.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't hung on the tree, though. He so you're saying up- the Bible is wrong.
2: Is that what you're trying to say?
0: No, I'm I saying people Isaiah that make the song... I think people that make the songs need to stop singing song on the tree. Say he was sung on what if they're quoting the tree. Uh,
2: uh,
0: I don't I don't know how how deep. Anyway, let me know the same again to Let's <laughs> 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 not even start that conversation. I was just quickly my my question. I, I think this will be a much shorter one. Um, Born Again believers. Yes. Is it possible for born again believers to be possessed by a demon? No, <laughs> want to elaborate a little bit? I don't, do I need to? Yeah, if you're, if you're filled
1: by the Holy Spirit, you can't be filled by a demon.
0: Okay, then follow up question Um, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit as born again believers, um. How can we still be tormented by demons? Um, so, I am um,
1: quoting um, Ambassador, and I love, I love this, I love this lyric in his um, one of his songs. He says, um, "Sin, the world, and the devil." is the three-man camaraderie we're, we're battling against. And so once you're, um, so that, that was the quote, once you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you're still fighting against your flesh, your sinful nature. You're still fighting against the influence of society around you. And you're still fighting against how the devil is is using these two things to 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 like poke at you um so the devil doesn't really the devil may know your weaknesses and stuff but he's used essentially utilizing your weaknesses against you um when we say tormented by demons or devils and stuff um i believe that there are a few different ways that those those things can happen it could be a case of reminding you of your faults reminding you of your mistakes reminding you of when you've fallen short and using guilt and shame so using condemnation and i Mm. i do have a clear distinction between conviction and condemnation um conviction leads you to god condemnation makes you run away from him condemnation is very much geared around guilt and shame conviction is guilt is geared around um, repentance where you go to god and you repent um so if you're in that space of guilt and shame running away from god that's condemnation and that isn't of god god doesn't come to condemn he comes to convict there is a clear difference um, so there's that there's that sort of torment where there's there's a a actual open door which may be a habitual sin that you're in or whatever that the enemy uses to torment you so you may have opened the door for that. And so looking at your life and looking at the sin patterns in your life, um, there could be torment, external torment. So there could be people around you who are open to either actively engaging with or just spiritually um, open to being used by the enemy. And then there's torment externally that way. Um, so well, torment maybe for your baby moms. I'm just saying, Um <laughs> maybe for your baby daddy um but sometimes you need to check your own heart in them situations not sometimes always um check your own heart in those situations um but there will be testing relationships that the enemy can utilize um and really jab at your weaknesses like the devil doesn't doesn't do clean shots he's always doing low blows he's always going for where he knows your weaknesses are um you don't fight you don't fight clean so yeah i see those two um differences in in um being tormented i don't see being tormented as being um actually there could be a third and the third is if you have engaged with occultic stuff or you've been exposed to different things throughout your lifetime and now you've become a Christian and so now there is this spiritual tug uh, tug of war going on just by virtue of your engagement. <clears throat> and sometimes it's not even by virtue of you actively participating in it, but this is where we get all um, ethnic. Whereas like, someone of your family member has triggered something and there's almost this generational thing that is 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 like moving through you, um, through your lineage and it's now on you. And I believe that even that torment um, is in God's hands part of the sanctification um, in that he is cleansing you as you're, as you're surrendering to him and as you're like leaning on him and trusting in him, he is undoing what has been done by you or by others um, in your lineage. Um, and I also want to say, lastly, that if you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, regardless of whatever the torment may be, we can rest assured that all things work for the greater good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes surrender to him the greatest test or the greatest challenge can become a stepping stone to moving into where god wants you to go into god is able to to use joseph being sold into slavery to save a whole nation like god is able to do these things and so yes there is the there is the difficulty of being taken through the fire of it but god can use that very same fire to refine your faith and bring you out the other end as pure as gold and so even as you go through that to really be like all right god you know what i am going to trust you in this and i'm going to surrender myself to you in this may you use this as part of the sanctifying process and now start looking at how can i change and show love and show the character of god even whilst being tormented even whilst being going through these things as i go through them how can i do that and i believe that in god's hands like he will show up and show out through that
0: oh, i like that if you want to add peter Theriot.
2: no 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 i think that's cool i think um i'd also add knowledge just for lack of knowledge sometimes it's mm. like as as a, as a means by which the enemy might torment you because like a lot of the time you know we're like oh the devil's tormenting me And it's really it's really just you Bro. <laughs> it's really just you sure. doing don't do the most so i don't knowledge. but yeah i think that's that's pretty good yeah cool.
0: yeah I like that. all right great so we went from demons to witches during this Halloween period. Oh, it all fell together perfectly. on oh, my days. Don't know how I do it. Only
2: this is why it's the best half. half. This is why it's the best half.
0: Yeah. You'll find you understand the Peter. Well done. Well done. See, Jesus had Peter as the apostle. Now I have you as my apostle. Relax, you know, we, we, relax. <laughs> <laughs> <Man> <laughs> didn't even <throw> up. No. <laughs> anyway, we are going to talk about Or oh, we're going to start the conversation With Bayonetta okay.
1: The game
0: The game okay, yeah. yeah. So so I, I don't know if you guys have been seeing All the passes that's been happening But Bayonetta 3 is coming out soon I think it's coming out this week or next week actually Um and Bayonetta's voice actor, well, her original voice actor came out, I think it was last week, um, Helena Taylor, I believe her name is. She came out and said that everyone should go and boycott Bayonetta Free because she was um, offered £4,000 to voice the whole of Bayonetta Free. And it was such a disgusting offer. After all the work that she has done, she feels like she has been... What's the words? What's the word? Cheated? Cheated, yeah. She, doesn't, she feels like people are, they're not valuing her the way she should be valued. And so boycott the game, don't buy it. If you're gonna buy it, donate their money to charity instead. Stand in solidarity with me. And so people were like, yeah, 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 we'll do it. They were even, even cursing out the, the new voice actor. Then it turns out like what the arrangement actually was is they said to her we'll pay you three to four thousand pounds per session and you have like five sessions so it wasn't really okay. four thousand pounds it would have been more like fifteen to twenty thousand okay. pounds she decided that she didn't want that allegedly she asked for a six figure sum plus royalties they said no
1: I know no your worth <laughs> not your worth B
0: they said no so she went And then later on, they said, you know what? uh, We'll give you a cameo. We'll give you a little cameo. Come come and do one session. We'll pay you 4,000 pounds for that. She turned that down as well. And then she made her videos. And now that she's been called out on it, she's saying, you know what? I just want to put this whole thing behind me and just focus on my theater (laughs) acting career.
1: Demandere. Demandere.
0: Hmm. Which I thought was really funny, <laughs> and probably promoted the game more than if she hadn't said anything at all. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing this game eventually. No, I don't. I think since since I've got the PS5, I haven't bought a game full price. And I don't think so oh, you've
1: been just been banging promotional things, yeah?
0: Promotion, CEX fam. I saw FIFA 22 for ten pounds. I see today. today. Oh. Bro, do you do you play FIFA? I used to. I have not played FIFA in, in years, but I want to get back on FIFA. I don't see you guys playing FIFA, you know. Nah, right. I'm, I've got the I've got, I've I got the techs. I got. I got. I don't see. I got I got that. The... I got it. I got
1: it. You can't even say the name, bro. Of what? What is? What? What? What is it?
0: It's look. Just this. Look. Hold on. Look. Look. That's the sound it makes. Listen. 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 Bro,
1: Do hear that? bro. <laughs> is it a kick? Is it a cross? Is it? Is it as black? Like,
0: it's everything. Beat. Look, look, ticket taker, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: bro. Just focus on Smash Bros. Focus <laughs> on Smash Bros. Bro, uh, bro have Smash. You
0: played, have you even played
1: your Switch ever since you got your PS5?
0: I have, I have, but it's with my brother at the minute. Um, I don't know why. No, because I took it through so we, we could play Smash. Yeah, because it's not fun playing Smash by yourself. So I take yeah. it to my brother. So when I'm done there, we can at least play. Anyway, so Helena Taylor, being it up. I thought it was an interesting conversation we could have about how does one go about valuing oneself? How does one go about valuing others? How do you make sure that you are getting the best for mm. who you are and what you put into your craft?
1: Hey yo, that's a dope question, you know. That's a dark question. I've actually, yeah, I've been putting a, like major, major thought into that recently. That's a dark question. Um, I think it's a kind of worms, especially in this um, subjective climate we're in at the moment. Because um, to one person, valuing yourself means I'm a day them. To another person, it's no. You are whatever God made you from the womb. Um, value your like. Value yourself as you have been made, um, divinely made, um, divinely and uniquely, fearfully and wonderfully created. Um, and so there is a lot of subjectivity in in that. And people with delusions of grandeur. Um, I'm worth six figures per session on top of royalties. Jeez. Thing that don't work now. It's like I just want to leave this and just focus on theater and them things so that cool. Um, but social media, ain't gonna forget about that. No, um, but I think, I think one way, in 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 which I have come to understand my value is as part of a whole. And so, is looking at. Even though I am uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made, I am still a part of a whole. I am still a part of the body, to use that, to use that language. But even beyond the body, I am still a part of this created world, and I slot into this world almost like. Um, cogs in a perfectly crafted watch where there are different sizes and different functions but everyone is needed to make this watch work well and I am a part of this cosmic clock and so to truly value myself I need to truly value what I am a part of how that influences me and how I influence that Mm. if that makes sense and so, in trying to value myself, I now need to equally value what other people bring to the table, what I bring to the table. Recognizing our faults, our strengths, our weaknesses. Recognizing yo, like the trees, water, ground, like all of these things are valuable. It's, um, it, it's almost like looking at, and this is very philosophical and a bit esoteric, but it's also it's it's almost looking at the alchemist sort of mindset where that, that notion of equivalent exchange. Um, I am only alive because something else gave up its life that I may live.
2: Mm. Did you just make a philosophical reference to bro, an anime?
1: Bro, like, <laughs> when, when, bro, equivalent exchange. When Ed dropped it, I was like, bars, I need to write that down. <laughs> but legit like legit I am only alive because something else gave up its life that I may live even Khalil Gibran mentions it when you eat whether you eat meat or you eat vegetables or whatever something else has given up his existence that you may continue existing and recognizing that exchange recognizing that even as animals die and they like they're buried in, like, buried in the ground, manure, whatever, other trees. It's, it's, it's just this, this... It's the yeah, circle yeah. of life. There's just this harmonious way in which everything feeds into each other. Um, And recognising that I am a part of that. I am no less or no more. I am a part of... And so when the Bible says never... Um, overly esteem uh, esteem yourself it's like yo like i'm a part of this but i am not the entire forest i am a part of the forest but not the entire forest um and yeah so yeah the value for me is just this weird thing of um almost coexistence with everything around me and trying to appreciate myself and everything around me as one interwoven, like, perfectly crafted watch that absolutely needs every part to be able to work and function as fluidly as it ought to. That may not answer your question. It may raise more questions than that's the answer you yeah it may raise more questions than answers but yeah it answers, that's, it, that's
0: it answers in a sense of on like a almost like a cosmic level on like a ecosystem level Peter, you're, you're muted you
2: you're. You. sorry I was yeah. trying to unmute yeah I think I think you yeah you definitely address it on sort of like an existential like existence sort of mm. level um I, I definitely thought of it almost immediately just on this on the level of sort of corporately and freelance it comes to money like okay. You know, um, okay and i yeah. think i think because I, I completely agree i think intrinsic value your your sort of your your value as an existing being has to come from the definition of your existence and for some that's accidental i'm only here by accident you know My mother just so happened to sleep with my father and, you know, I ended up coming out. And to them, you know, you could be a he, they, you could be a whatever, you could be a genderless alien. That's your, because that's the definition you have for the Christian, actually for probably religious people at the very least, there's an understanding of a force, I will not say that, for monotheistic religions, at the very least, there's an understanding of a greater being being, you know, controlling, not controlling, but designing and giving you existence and thus you derive your your value from that. I think when I think of um, Robert's question, I thought, you know, is she, is the, the voice actor for Bayonetta right to demand X amount of money? I think when it comes to sort of free, not freelance work, but when it comes to this sort of work, you're right to want whatever you want. Whether or not you price yourself out of it is another thing because it comes a question of, well, you believe this is what you deserve, but then the people that are paying you also believe this is what this is worth. And I think that's where that tension can come in. If you guys aren't on the same page and maybe sometimes there's room for negotiation and you can convince them as to why you believe you're worth that much. And to do that, you might look at, well, look at how much this person got paid for this series or, look at how well the series does and how much i contribute that being the voice of the main character um so there's there's elements to do that but i think at the end of the day it's simply a a question of the person paying and the person being paid be coming to an agreement on what amount is suitable i think that's why people also switch jobs that's definitely why i switched jobs i was in the job someone else came and said you know we'll give you more money and i was like actually (laughs) I'm worth more, and, and sometimes that's what it takes is recognizing, recognizing that actually um, you are worth more,
0: and someone else well, okay, says. Just quickly, question: What's the what's the difference between thinking that you're worth more or just chasing more money because the more money is, is, is being handed to you?
2: Well, you're chasing the more you're chasing more money because you believe you are worth that money
0: no he's, he's talking me no. more i'll take think, the more money <laughs> i think
1: i think I the 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 difference would be if you think if you genuinely think the value you bring to that thing um if your skill set matches that pay um, but then it's also it, it's also the value that they place
2: on what you've got because mm-hmm. it, like again i guess the chasing more money bit is—I still would say it's even maybe just a recognition. It's coming to realize that actually you can get more money for it, and so you're, you're you're seeing what's what's open to you. And if someone gives you more, cool. If someone doesn't, then you know that's what you're worth, sort of thing. But I think it's more—it's because it's two people coming or two parties coming to the table needing to get on the same page. If you're in a situation where these guys value you at this much, and your skill set is the same, like you haven't necessarily changed your skill set, and someone else comes and says, "I value your skill set more," mm. yeah, then I, then it's just a question of why. I maybe what they're going to use your skill set for doesn't interest you, and that all becomes part of what the value is, you know. Um, yeah. So I I just think it's I just think it's. It's worth. It's her rec- or her deciding that she's worth that much. Them deciding she isn't. Yeah. Um, everything that came afterwards, I think, is petty, and I think is you know she's trying to hurt for sure. them for hurting her feelings. Cool, um, but I think she's well within her rights to demand whatever. Um, that's what a lot of they're these guys do. A lot of these actors do. And exactly, they're well within their rights to say though. No. Yeah.
0: And, and part, I think the problem with her is, like, outside of Bayonetta, she hadn't done any of our voice acting. So, basically, mm. she
1: just shot herself in the foot. Mm. Yeah. yeah be Cause Cause she now, did go and
0: study music and theatre for seven years at one college. So. <laughs> and, and she did the voice the very good as well. Sorry, my, I, was just, I, I keep cutting I, I you off. Cool. I'm done. It's cool. but... <laughs> I'm done
1: too. Now I'm joking. Um... <laughs> I think there's the definitely the reality of what Peter says. Peter said in that you're free to determine your value- you're free to determine your value, and as as equally as you're free to determine your value, those you're marketing yourself to are free to determine whether they they agree with that valuation or not. <clears throat> and yeah. when it comes to freelance work, you almost have to develop some sort of a thick skin to that while still being mindful of not pricing yourself out of the market. Um, because yes, we, we're not just trying, you're trying to distinguish yourself, unique selling points and blah, 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 and push yourself into different spaces that you're trying to be in. Um, and that comes with determining your value and where and when you're, you're willing to work and stuff. But there's the reality of there has to be someone on the other end that thinks this exchange, again, alchemy is an equivalent exchange. I'm giving you this amount of money and what I'm getting back is worth it. Um there may be not... people. Yeah.
2: So if, yeah. if I could offer some advice to sort of people in sort of, you know, careers and stuff like that, I think I think it's Well, just to sort of speak to my experience, I was in a job where I wasn't like, you know, I I was getting a decent amount of money, but I also felt I was gaining a lot because there was an opportunity to learn so much, right? And so in as much as what I was getting was, I thought, okay, cool, this is good. I was also getting this opportunity to learn, this is this, this is this. Now, when someone else came and offered me something more, I had to weigh that out and be like right.
0: significantly.
2: Bro, <laughs> oh, bro. No, Adia. i wasn't gonna say significantly. Man, gonna I
1: mean, I'm gonna talk to you about a bank phone after uh, this,
2: yeah. I was I was I wasn't gonna say significantly. Um, you were no.
1: I heard this. I heard that, bro. Man, man, I, had so about account, I had to bank phone, I
2: had to so censor myself quickly because bro, it's not that I anyway. No. To...
1: Hey Mandem will start trying to do IP searches and stuff on you, fam.
2: Um, but it was, it was. I had to weigh that out, and, and as much as there was going to be an increase in pay, it was like, well, it, does that take away from this opportunity? And I think that all ends up being part of the value. So for those in work, I think you have to be, you have to be like cognizant of that, not just what you are offering, but what's also being offered to you, because it's not just about the paycheck. It's also about, you know, is this going to then elevate you to then command more money later on with skill sets, with experience, with other things. But then also just keeping your ear to the ground. Yeah, exposure even, yeah. And then also keeping your ear to the ground because you'd be surprised what's out there. Freelancers don't live on exposure, yeah? We don't live on
1: exposure, freelancers. Yeah, facts, facts. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. there's there's definitely... so so even from a freelancer perspective, not so much a corporate nine to five, but from a freelancer perspective, there's definitely um even even if you're like your like your national, that's not that's not a nine to five. I, when I say nine to five, I mean employed by somebody else. And you're almost you may not be clocking in and clocking out, but that's almost a sense of I've got office hours, I'm employed by somebody else. Um mm-hmm but with startups and smaller organizations where there's a bit more autonomy and freelancers and stuff, sometimes it may be worth taking on that free opportunity. If you know, there's a trade up, Mm -hmm. if you know that this person is getting like value from you, but you're then able to use that as your portfolio work or use that to leverage somewhere else, or simply put, you felt, you felt led by God to do it. Like there's, there's that there as well. Um, but, yeah, I do think value needs to reflect the time and the effort that you've put in. Yeah. Like, as a creative, I have put in mad hours into my craft. For me, then, to be, off, to be charging change for this don't make no sense. Because mm. the investment, like, you're not just getting... Yeah, I, I believe that my skill set that I bring... Far outweighs chump change mm-hmm. And so there needs to be some sort of Like yeah there needs to be an exchange That makes me feel Content with the work that I am doing And saying yes I can do a good job with this And I'll feel happy about
0: it um, yeah. yeah I also think it's important to have a plan as well Because sometimes um, If you know Where we are where trying to get to than taking like a couple of low offers, you know? If it'll move, move you a couple of steps forward, Absolutely. go for it. But just don't Absolutely. be taking so many, so many low offers that you're stuck. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about finding that balance and, and and sometimes taking risks, you know, if you don't feel like you you're know. qualified enough for something, take it and then learn afterwards, you know? And then- <laughs>
2: It's um, a dangerous one, but it's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. so, um, if, you <laughs> take it, if you take it and you need to be up banging the research or banging all night as in things there, fam, um, do your thing. Some people need and that benefits you learn. yeah and yeah, that benefits absolutely.
0: you yeah yeah. Okay, uh next question quickly. How do you think God values us?
2: Oh well uh, highly enough to die for us, like We were his works of art, as as far as he says, you know. Yeah, I... I, I If you look at the cost... uh, Sorry, I was just going to say, if you look at the cost, like, the cost to create us for a God that knew what was going to happen was death, the death of his son. And so, like, value is intrinsically, you know, associated with cost, you know, and, and that was the cost he was willing to pay to have us made, to create us. Um, from Adam, you know, knowing what that would cost him. Um, And that being demonstrated in the garden as well with the sacrifice of innocent blood and and, and all of that. So I think we're worth that to him. We're worth the death of his son.
0: um, Controversial question. (laughs) Let me find a way to articulate this that doesn't get me struck down my line. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Don't say it was a mistake. That's a mistake
0: <laughs> uh, uh, so God sacrificed Jesus and then Jesus rose again Jesus laid days. his own life down no, no 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 so 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 Jesus died he rose again so he was dead for three days he rose again so how much did it really cost God if, if it was only three days worth of death before Jesus was back again with him? Controversial, last
2: three, three answer. controversial answer before more comes in Colonel Moore hasn't said anything. How much really did it cost Christ? because someone's described it this <laughs> did it because someone's described this and and I'm leaning towards I've been thinking about this recently, but not only did Christ not see equality with God as something to be clung on. to, such that he took on the form of man. But post his resurrection, he still had scars. Post his resurrection, I think I think he still had, um, he still no longer had omnipresence, omniscience, omnipotence. So I think God gave, Christ gave up. So, I, and then, okay, let me say this, this is not a fully fleshed out thought. But it sounds in my head to me as though Christ gave up a lot more than just three days.
0: But for how long to be do? saved. But for eternity.
2: How long? Because as far as I'm concerned, he remains at the Father's right hand side, interceding on our behalf, still as our high priest. So I I again, it's not fully fleshed out, but I think he gave up. That for eternity, the death, the physical death aspects, that and whatever went on in those three days is there. But then post it, this was someone who was equal with God. And I don't think afterwards it presents as though he has returned to equality with God. This is so dangerous.
1: Still. <laughs> yeah, no. but, yeah. Um,
2: yeah i'm pushing back on that one um shout out to Odie, and... by the way. In these in the chat again
1: oh sick come on um i'm hey, pushing yeah. back on that one because of the hypostatic union 100% god 100% man he didn't become less of god when he became man um And we don't know how. So, what did the verse then
2: mean to say that equality with God was not a thing to be clung on to? That suggests He let go
1: of equality with God. I get the hypostatic union.
2: There's a mystery there.
1: I I understood that something was let go of. I understood that as, Him condescending and coming like literally condescending, taking on human form and coming to earth, that that physical mm. separation was not clinging on to him, but coming down. That's what I understood it as. Um, and not so much so that eternal letting go of his divinity, because I don't believe God can let go of who he is. He is always himself. And if Jesus is part of the Godhead, then are we saying that the Trinity is it. now... It, what, what, so the, the implications <laughs> of it, is is are we saying that is no longer a trinity then? No, uh, and that's, that's why I, feel I the still trinity, feel there's a yeah.
0: like yeah. sided like, It's like a human, yeah. No, no. and no. I, I don't no.
1: believe I don't believe that there's a deficiency in God in that way. I believe that God mm. is still fully God. God is still triune. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: also, uh, and also, I think any if if Jesus still does have his scars, that's only because he chooses to still have them
2: he can just regenerate and, and, them anytime.
0: yeah
1: he could just regenerate
0: them and I, so, so it's I, like I I
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Odi mentioned he gave up everything which is sure. well yeah.
1: and yeah, I, well, I, I, I think, like three years,
0: three years three days.
1: I, don't it's, I think no. I think there's almost this this sense of um, the, the way that I've, I have understood it and I'm happy to be wrong um, is almost like there's this, Enca- so, okay, so if, if I'm following your train of thought, Peter, then it's almost a case of the eternal nature of God found in Jesus is, is, is no longer just in Jesus, but his divinity flows out into the body. And so he I has... don't know if that's where I'm going with it, but that's okay. That, okay. For me, that, that, would, that would be the only way that would make sense in that we are now in him. And in him, we have the Holy Spirit. And so mm. his... Divi- and it, it doesn't mean we are now God. We are now Jesus. We are now mm. in him. And so the same way that he has taken on our sins and has given us his righteousness, his righteousness is divine like no human can have that righteousness. Mm. No human can ever do that. And so his, his ability to be able to die for us, to be like buried and raised is, is a divine thing. And so for us to now be given that and to be able to do the things that he's doing by virtue of his spirit living inside of us, that then almost means that it is only through him that the divinity of God, which is the Holy Spirit, flows into the body. And so it's almost like he has by to so using metaphors and stuff by the gash in, on his side, what flew or what flowed out wasn't just blood, but the spirit of God into the body of God, into the in the spirit of Christ into the body of Christ. So as the head, mm-hmm. he nourishes the entire body, and so now his divinity flows into the entire body, and so now we are all built into one, into the divinity of Jesus, and so when God sees. The church he sees jesus he sees his bride we are now one And don't know if you i'd
2: i i do not know if i'd articulate in that same manner mm. I, I should i should preface with it i i don't i don't fully understand and it doesn't fully make sense and i am i am comfortable with that because yeah. in the same way for Christ, for God to be 100% man and 100% God, which I do believe he is, and yet for him to not know something, you know the things that Mm -hmm. have not been revealed to him the time at which he's supposed to return has not been revealed to him, that that in itself is a thing I can't reconcile in my head, you are God Mm -hmm. you are man, and Mm -hmm. yet you no longer have this omniscience you know, there are limitations that you have seemingly placed on yourself the problem for me
0: is a question question with that, so Mm. So, so Jesus was part of God, then he released. So does that mean that he knew and then forgot, or he never knew whilst being part of God? If that well, could uh, be
2: into... Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It does it. Again, for me, it's one of those things where I'm I'm happy for it to be for me to not know and, and for it to not make <laughs> sense in my head because I can't I can't I can't reconcile it. But you're you're completely right, because at what point in time when he was fully god if he if if that be the case was he not and and again i guess that's where it becomes a question of our understanding of time because has this always been the case if the lamb was slaughtered before the foundations of the earth were placed were put in place then has it always been this this And then we sort of got to experience, or not experience it, but we sort of saw it through the lens of time as we experience it, such that 2,000 years ago is when it occurred here, but then actually it had occurred before, it had occurred before the beginning of time. And and that's saying prophecy, well, prophecy indicated it's yet to occur, but then... I again, I'm not I'm happy with it not making sense and this not being a fully fleshed out thing and I'm not gonna die on this hill because we understand that God is three and three are one and they are equal. Um, and so it's not like God and Jesus and Christ are somehow different, but even that's not that doesn't fully make sense in my head. Apart from the fact that it is true, I don't fully understand how three can be one and one can be three except I know that that's the case because that's what the Bible presents. And I'm more than happy to accept the Bible for truth without being able to fully say, I can completely understand it because I don't know if I'm capable of completely understanding some of these things. And so I come from a very place of, yeah, it doesn't have to make complete sense in my head. It's just, I think God has remained, Christ has remained in that state of, whatever it means for him to let go of equality with God, which as you said, more could mean letting go of the physical being in heaven. I thought it meant, and I, I think it means letting go of being equal to God, such that he is now not equal to God.
1: <laughs>
2: and yet still this. i
1: can't. And, and I'm even as we're, more than. Yeah. Even as I'm mindful of the time, but even as we're chopping it mm. out now, I am realizing that taking the revelations narrative into consideration Mm -hmm. with the second coming, however that plays out, depending on your eschatology, it very well, and this is, again, speculation, it very well could be that his work isn't done. Mm. The work of the physical body of Jesus isn't done yet. Mm. Mm. And so it Mm. isn't until... The work is complete. Our, our sal- his work of salvation is done, done. but the cosmic yeah. world, the cosmic work isn't done in terms of redemption of the entire world with the new Jerusalem, the new earth that isn't done, mm. and mm-hmm. it is spoken of him coming like in flesh, riding on the horses, doing like warring and stuff. Depending on how you read it, yeah. how you read, yeah. the, how you read Revelations, um, and so my my question, my thought process is now is it his work the work of the physical embodiment of the son of god isn't finished yet isn't finished even though our salvation is completed Mm. yes Mm. he remains our high priest Mm. until the fulfillment of everything the renewal of the earth and the new jerusalem and stuff and then it's like all right cool i can resume my original form or whatever now that now that the marriage feast has been completed Mm. We can now go into this new because we're gonna get new, renewed bodies and stuff like that. Mm. Um, arguably Jesus has a renewed body, but it still bears the marks and the scars. Mm. But then it's like, is he mm. going to hang up that new body almost like a cult and then mm. assume? Oh, oh, his...
2: oh, oh Dean notes that uh, he believes Christ's work is done. And actually, to to debunk my own point. His work as a high priest is done because he's sitting down, and the high priest Mm. couldn't sit down because their work was never done. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But again, I'm the kind of person that I'm happy to not understand something and still believe that it's true. And I
1: guess um, just 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 to agree with the statement is like, yes, I believe his redemptive work is done. I don't believe there's Mm. anything more to be added or take, like, nothing can be taken away. Nothing is to be added. Um, But almost speculating if. Um, yeah no depending on how you interpret revelation, revelation idea, he still needs to come and range from the seat of david for is yeah is, yes. is that yeah. going to happen definitely um, and it's under the physical and all physicality that. yeah um if there's still space for that but i i don't believe that i find it difficult to stomach the original hypothetical blasphemous um, statement <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, yeah I, just, I just yeah I don't know if I'll say blasphemous but I find it difficult to vibes of it um yeah yeah I, I can't see God it? As being yeah. less than god in any way shape or form mm. um hear here there yeah I okay that. one of my kids are awake
0: all right let's start rounding up then <laughs> yes. I'm gonna hear oh, that was good that was it was it got a bit down the rabbit hole a bit but you know we got there in the end you're very down the road. Before. We broke through up in China.
1: Yeah, no, it's awake. I'll be back. What? Well, I won't be back.
0: Okay, bye, Moses.
1: No, no, well. no, no, no. Cool. Safe, Moose. Sorry, man. Cool. Hookups?
2: Hookups. Cool. I can go. Um, so, if you followed our hookup from last week, I suggested, not last week, or the week before, I suggested checking out Bleach. Uh, the Thousand Year Blood War oh, is being
0: yeah.
2: animated, and it's dope so far. Um, In as much as it's not, they're cutting stuff out from the manga that I'm not too happy about. But hey, oh really? So much you can do. Yeah, they cut some bits out. It's not, it's it's not consequential to the story thus far. But they yeah.
0: should take their time and just do it all nicely. This, this is should... the thing.
2: This is the thing. But it's hard work, man. Oh, it's taken them four years. Anyway, my hook One is, Piece has is,
0: been going on and on and on for years. They can do true, bleach for a bit true, longer. True, true.
2: My my hook is a um is a what's it called a YouTube channel that if you want sort of some background and maybe you want to be reminded or you want to understand what's really going on. This YouTube channel really breaks down like characters and bankai and swords and stuff like that, which is really good and really helpful actually. Uh, but he also does really in a really entertaining way. Um, so check out D B Z Imram, D B Z Imram. So D B Z I M R A N. Check out his channel on on YouTube. He does lots of breakdowns of anime in general, but he's been doing a lot of Bleach stuff as well recently. And um, that will help you sort of enjoy. The Thousand Year Blood War arc uh, a little bit more.
0: Cool. Uh, I think my hookup this week is going to be a worship song, you know, just to clean the palate. All this Clean the palate.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. I don't know what the song is called. Let me find it. Let me find its official name. Oh no, that's John Cena. One second. Oh.
2: <laughs> I said, that's John Cena.
0: Um, Jesus We Enthrone You by Don Mion Moen Ah Moen.
2: Oh, that's a classic
0: Yeah um, We did that as part of worship with Ren A few weeks ago And it's just been in my mm. head for like the past couple of days It's a nice little song mm. But yeah um, That's it Moses isn't here So no hookup for Moses I just want to do an extra one in this place Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, cool. I can't figure nothing either. So I guess we're done. Um, shout out to Ruth for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the Audrey Amazing logo. Twitter at the Furnace UK. Instagram at TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbs. You can find us at Soundcloud.com <laughs> forward slash Furnace. No apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, the with no apostrophe. Check out Moses' Instagram page, hmosh. There's some more trees
2: mm. there. Digital exhibition. Also, Nat, Nat, Nat offered. us a, a hookup. The Lafee testimonies. Ooh. Actually, it's a really good. Um, it's a really good uh, YouTube channel. Um What's that? They, I think they do people's testimonies. Literally, the the how they came to know God sort of thing. If I'm if I'm thinking of the right thing, but I'll include it in the show notes. The Lafee testimonies. <laughs> Um, oh, so shout cool. out to Nat as well for Jumping in um, Despite it being like 10.30 at night Man, awesome, still so hanging out with us no?
0: I pre- appreciate you D. Oh cool I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace yeah. signing out Wow yeah.